The NBA has a few all-stars for the Hornets to go after, both former and current. Which ones have a good chance of ending up in Charlotte? We'll discuss that today on Locked On Hornets. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We It's Locked On Hornets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. Thanks for making us your first listen. Also, check us out on YouTube where you can see the fish tank. You guys came with the puns yesterday. You guys were amazing putting out the fish puns. There's so many to get to. We can do that in the second segment. But the offseason refuses to quit, Doug. The Charlotte Hornets offseason especially refuses to to quit not only did we have the whole coaching search maybe not debacle because they do end with steve clifford but it was certainly a weird turn we did not expect it was at least it was at least a buckle it might it it might not have been a debacle but it it was at least a buckle maybe ockle too if you wanted to take the b that's fine i'll go ockle you can go buckle i don't think debacle but it was definitely some kind of cull and Steve Clifford now is the the head coach of the Hornets. We also, uh, you know, are trying to figure out how this roster is going to look next season. And they only brought back Cody Martin. Like that was the only move they made this free agency when we were all coming so in. Far. Saying, so th- far, yes, 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 that's true. That is setting the table. Thank you for helping set the table there. That we might be making a new move here in Charlotte. Maybe one of little consequence. Maybe one of huge consequence and maybe one of nostalgic consequence we'll get to all of that later on some of it now some of it later on but let's start with Kimball Walker Doug yes that's right this is I, I promise this is not the year 2017 where we're talking Steve Clifford and Kimba like it's 2022 <laughs> and we saw Shams back Charania. to the future baby <laughs> we saw Shams yesterday put out there that there is a possibility that there could be a reunion between, yes, the Charlotte Hornets and Kemba Walker. Doug, we know the story and how it ended, right? Kemba made an all-NBA team that threw a wrench in the future plans for Kemba staying here in Charlotte. Got third-team all-NBA that allowed him to get a big boy amount of money that the Hornets just didn't want to pay. Now, they gave him more money than any other franchise could, but once you started to add, okay, the Celtics are going to be a championship contender, quote unquote, or at least a contender in the playoffs. The Hornets are not. The Celtics, while they're not offering as much money as Charlotte is, the ratio still says we should go to Boston. And Kimba goes there, has an all-star appearance, and then it kind of fizzles out after that. You know, it was clearly the right move to move on from Kimba Walker at that point. Now we have this reunion with LaMelo, like, First off, just I know it's a lot. I know I'm giving you a vague question, but just what are your thoughts on the reunion here? Like it's it's just another thing. I can't wrap my head around it. You're vomiting Kimba information. (laughs) Yes. What's going on? Give me your Kimba thoughts. Uh, Kimba Walker is, you know, number one on my list of Hornets all time. Um, You know, I think everyone's right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe not the most talented uh, player that's ever suited up in the teal and purple, but certainly and the well, he suited up in the teal and purple and the orange and the white, um, but he leads so many categories because of how long uh, and sustained his success was here. He's the leader in field goals, field goal attempts, three-point field goals, three-point field goal attempts, uh, field goals missed because he took a lot of shots. 
Uh, so, you know, Kimba Walker, points leader, I mean, he is, and, and I remember being there when he broke that record and and the emotion that, that was involved with that and the weird circumstances how that, that game had to uh, get extended into <laughs> yeah. overtime. And, and it was just so he could, and, and he did it at home and it was, it was just a cool moment. Um, but then, you know, the, the cold reality hit for the franchise, which was, okay, five-year Supermax, you're going to be paying Kimball Walker a lot of money. I think it was pretty clear by then that if Kimball Walker is the best player on your team, that your playoff series winning aspirations were going to take a serious hit. It was clear other teams were interested in giving him a lot of money. And it was also clear to people who had been paying very close attention to his career uh, that were being honest about it, that unfortunately he had had some injuries and, and had his knee scooped out several times while he was a member of mm. the Charlotte Hornets. That and, sounded, and, oh, sorry. Uh, I hated all that. That's okay. I'm sorry. Continue. Scooped. Yeah, he was, sorry. I mean, it's, it's true. They, mm. you know, um, yeah, and so, thank you. No, the sound effect helped. And player and player Kimba needs that explosiveness, right? I mean, he was a player that was always going to to need his knees uh, in order to be a very effective offensive player, and so all and, and unfortunately for Kimba, that bore out, you know, in Boston and then, um, you know, with with the Knicks. So my my feelings on it are that it would be like a nice little nostalgic move. For the Hornets, it would probably be a good PR move in a in an offseason that has not been very friendly to the public relations team there. Uh, but ultimately, I'm not sure how much it affects the actual basketball product. So Kimball Walker, rumors are that there's at least the possibility that he could, you know, be reunited with the Charlotte Hornets. Same thing goes for Isaiah Thomas, by the way. You know, that was reported yesterday also that the Hornets are looking to bring back IT. Isaiah Thomas, quote, tweeted the report. I believe this came from Shams, too, if I'm not mistaken. So Shams puts that out there. IT says, I want to be back with my young killers. So we know that he had a great relationship with those guys in the locker room. This is something we knew at the end of last year. Well, Melo Ball, quote, tweeted that report and said, I need my guy back. I don't know the exact quote, but he was saying, yes, please, let's bring back Isaiah Thomas. Those two had a good relationship. But that wasn't all, Doug. There was another point guard in Charlotte history that also is in favor of bringing back IT. Muggsy Bogues, Muggsy Bogues. We're referencing all the Hornets greats right. that ever played in the backcourt. Muggsy Bogues also wants Isaiah Thomas to come back saying the Hornets need to make this happen. Or I think they said, make it happen. Hornets either way. Like what's the better move here? Is it the nostalgic piece with Kimba also trying to actually, you know, evaluate how good he is at basketball now <laughs> compared to Isaiah who last year came in very late really served as a big time mentor for some of these young guys had some nice offensive games to help them but we also know his limitations being i think one year older than kimba walker which one would you go with if you had to choose and it looks like the hornets just might well i think what's interesting is that this is actually a choice uh which i think is reflective of isaiah thomas's impact on the team when he when he came in and, and it, it has to be it can't just be off the floor like he has to be playable mm -hmm. and he was playable last season, which wasn't a given. He was on a comeback tour. He was, you know, attempting uh, to, to get back in the league and got in on a 10 day and uh, had respectable, uh, had respectable numbers for the team uh, was uh, averaging almost 13 minutes a game, eight points per game on 43% shooting, but 39.7% 
from three. And, uh, you know, he came in at a time where the offense was actually stagnating, stagnating and gave them a punch of energy off the bench. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think both of these moves are interesting for, and they would give the Hornets something, uh, different. I think, I'm gonna. I want to push this to the second segment because I don't want to yeah. run out of time to talk about this. But but Kimba versus it. This is this is very interesting. But I think it all comes down to one thing. Okay, Kimba versus it coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. I also want to discuss the Lamelo Ball portion of this as it pertains to Kimba Walker and Isaiah Thomas. After all, he is the starting point guard of the Charlotte Hornets as it stands going into 2022 and 2023. Let's talk about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of the life's greatest joys of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Bill has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They're light. They have a chewy texture. It's real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, uh, chocolate, all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you, too. That's right. Only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. That's a ton of protein. Healthy cookie dough chunk puffs. It's amazing. Built bar. They continue to be amazing. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, ditch the fat and the sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. What is the LaMelo Ball aspect in the backup point guard search? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. For right then, I felt like I had some synergy with Mitch, and I felt like, you know what? I'm in these guys' heads. I understand. I talk. I listen. I did all the right things. And then I did you? Li- what voices were you listening to? Were you listening to the voices deep within your head saying, this is what I think Mitch is going to do, and then you just regurgitated that back onto Twitter? That's what I always do. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We know who Muggsy Bogues wants to come back and be the point guard. We know who LaMelo Ball wants to come back and be as a backup point guard. LaMelo put out there on Twitter, Doug, that he wants Isaiah Thomas after he played with him, after he developed that relationship. And look, I we referenced this a few times, right? That Isaiah Thomas was in the locker room after a really nice game from LaMelo against New Orleans. And then that clip that the Hornets released where he was given a win one for the Gipper speech and I was ready to go run through a brick wall, but he was really speaking to LaMelo like, yeah, this is your team, you know, continue to play like that. This is the best game I've seen you play since I've been here. It's the most control I've ever seen you have over a game. Like that was a, a one just delivered well, right? Like some guys are just gifted in that. Also, we know Isaiah Thomas in the exit interview was one of the more interesting guys to listen to as the team was heading into the offseason. Like those those young ones really responded to him. So do you give more credence to that? Do you give do you give more value to that over Kimba, who honestly, Doug, I, I would still argue when healthy, I do think Kimba is the better basketball player right now. I do. Like, if you go back and look, 37 games with the Knicks last year, I think over 11 points per game he averaged. You know, the shooting percentage, it's it's not great. 
He's still a pretty good three-point shooter, though. Like, that's pretty bona fide. Still staying at about 36 or above, which is about average or above. So I do think he's he's also, you know, one of the weirder players, but, like, he's taller than Isaiah Thomas and defensively not nearly as inept, right? Like, there are times where Isaiah was unplayable. I think there are probably going to be times where Kimba's unplayable. But when you talk about the actual product compared to trying to stay away from the nostalgia – the LaMelo ball aspect of this, like how much, how much value do you put LaMelo ball's opinion into this as well? I think the organization is intelligent. They would put some value into the, the player that, you know, your, your star player would, would like to, you know, play alongside. I mean, I think that there is some value to that, but at the same time, it wasn't as if LaMelo ball was on Twitter saying absolutely have to resign this player. I mean, it was just a show of supporting. Yeah, exactly. And and it's also fair to point out that Kimball Walker uh, at the end of his run in Charlotte uh, was beloved by the young players on this team. It wasn't as if he was one of these types of players that says it's not my responsibility to help young players come along. That's them. I'm doing my thing. I mean, he's always been somebody that has been beloved by all of his teammates, really. But 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 there were you know stories about his relationships with the young players on the team um, as he was on his way out. So I have no doubt that if they brought Kimba in, that Kimba and Lamelo would forge some kind of positive relationship. I think an interesting question would be would the would the attention that Kimba would get from his return to Charlotte both from fans but the organization would have to do some things around Kimba Walker returning would that take some shine away from LaMelo would that put this organization back into the past as opposed to focusing on the future would there be any sort of resentment you know that that bubbles up as as a result of that I think you have to be careful as an organization to to not only balance the the basketball aspect of this but also the relationship aspect of this so they should think really hard before they make the decision I'll also say this is Walker is this a false choice is Bray, you know, I mean, both of these, uh, both of these guards have some serious question marks on them. Yeah. Neither help you on the defensive end, which is really where you need some help, especially at the point of attack. There are some free agent options out there that could help you do that. Bledsoe, Schroeder, Bradley. I mean, there are options out there to explore at the backup point guard position that aren't the guy that used to be on your team and Isaiah Thomas you're you're asking the question they were too busy asking whether they could they didn't really ask the question whether they should or not that is Doug coming in and asking the philosophical question um yeah like I I think that's 100% fair you know it doesn't have to be these two point guards you know the one you know to be fair to Isaiah Thomas he was in the G League forever and was available for a long time the Hornets it was a little bit of a desperation move they needed a backup point guard. We've gone over the quote a million times or James Borrego seemingly reluctantly. So said, yeah, Terry Rozier is my backup point guard. It seemed like a little bit of a shot at Mitch and they finally go get Isaiah. Now to Isaiah's credit again, like there were some really good moments for him. And then the mentor aspect, I do value. I do think that is valuable, especially towards the mellow ball. I also think you're right in saying Kimba's, one of the all-time good guys like er, nobody's ever had a bad word to say about Kimba Walker and I think he talks glowingly about the organizations that he's played for especially for OKC like when that buyout happened and, and then Charlotte as well right on his exit out like I know that there was maybe some bad blood we've heard comments from his mother before on that 
but I don't know exactly how much that's from Kimba. Either way, I think I think he'd be welcome to coming back, and I think he, well, he loves Charlotte. Re- I yeah, mean, he right. loves. I, th- I think I think he still lives in Charlotte. I'm not, I don't know, but I mean, he loves the city. I mean, I, I yeah. think yeah, I think under the right circumstances, he would be. The the real question is, you know, could and I think you would ask this of any of your backup point guards: could they sustain the full load if you know Lamelo Ball were to miss? 10, 15 games due to a minor injury. Are you comfortable with Kimba Walker shouldering that load? The, you know, the way that, that the way that it all ended in New York was was very weird to me because he wasn't it wasn't that he was dealing with injuries. It, it was just that I mean New York just simply didn't want to play, didn't feel yeah. like their best chance at winning was playing Kimba Walker. And I it, it seemed like maybe a lot of that had to do with the defensive end of the floor. And, you know, Clifford has always talked about Kimba as an underrated uh, defensive player for, you know, his his kind of the physical tools that he has, that he that he works hard on that end. But maybe things have changed, you know, due to those injuries since that time. It would be interesting to see what Clifford's evaluation would be of Kimba after all of these years. So so to finish this up, I, I think there's a couple of schools of thought here. One thing I will say is that all of the players we're discussing, whether it be Isaiah Thomas, Kimba Walker, LaMelo Ball, and I'll even bring Steve Clifford into this. I think we're talking about a whole bunch of grownups here. And I know LaMelo's young, but LaMelo is someone that also doesn't really seem to be bothered by this kind of stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people project that onto LaMelo, and I think mm-hmm. that includes LaMelo's fans. I think they think they care a lot more about how he's treated, how he's embraced, then LaMelo seems to at least openly so, right? Like, if Kimball Walker comes in here and gets attention, I don't think that's going to bother LaMelo a ton because he's not going to take all of the attention away from LaMelo. You know, Kimba's going to get the storylines of, hey, he returns to the Queen City. LaMelo goes out there, gets you a triple-double in the third game of the regular season, and all of a sudden he gets our attention again. You know, like, that's going to happen. And then Kimba's going to be playing 15 minutes, and LaMelo's still the star. I think think even Steve Clifford would realize that, Doug, because maybe a question you could ask is, okay, now Steve Clifford gets his ex-point guard back, is there going to be any favoritism there? I don't think so. Like, we're talking about a bunch of grown-ups that understand the game, understand the business. Hell, LaMelo understands the business side of things more than any of those other young players because this dude's been living it since he was a freshman in high school. Like, so I, I think I think you could ask how weird it is. Like, man, this does. why are we bringing back the 2017 Hornets? Like, is this a good idea? There's a reason we moved on. At the same time, you do have other pieces in place that could allow this to work. Steve Clifford to be the head coach, Kimba to come in and be the backup point guard. So that's the one thing I think is important to remember. Yeah, I I'm with you. I I don't worry as much that, that, that LaMelo would resent the attention because it would be short-lived. We see this happen all the time in professional sports where a player comes back for a little sort of victory lap and and there's a little burst of energy about it. And then everybody was like, oh, that's right. He can't really play play to that level anymore. And so the focus shifts back to, you know, what the actual like present slash future product is. I'm not really worried about that. I'm more worried about that he would be resentful that like, that like that, that he's not the best player to bring in on the basketball side of things. You know, ultimately it's, this is about winning. Yeah. And, oh. I, and, and, you know, oh, okay. I think he has gotcha. a great relationship with it. I, I think 
I think the Hornets would be better off exploring even other options for that backup point guard position, despite the fact that I think you and I are both in alignment that by that if things go well by the end of the season, you know, the backup point guard role on this team will be somewhat limited because you are relying so heavily on the mellow ball minutes wise and, and just offense in general. A lot of this, this conversation has happened before too, you know, when, when Kimba was a free agent immediately. And even, you know, last year when he was bought out by OKC, this conversation was talked about, Hey, maybe he could end up in Charlotte. They kind of need a backup point guard. And a lot of people were comparing it to the Cam Newton coming back to Carolina thing. The the difference there is that LaMelo is so established. This guy already has hardware at the age of 20, whether it be an all-star nod, whether it be a rookie of the year award, you know, already putting up numbers that have only been seen at that age by the likes of Magic Johnson, and LeBron James. You talk about an established young star. That's LaMelo Ball. There wasn't anybody even close to that with Carolina. They needed a starting quarterback and they needed one badly. So the question there was, do you bring Cam Newton back with all of the baggage that might happen after you move on from him again? But there was a real conversation to be had. And I thought it was true that Cam was the best quarterback in the NFL without having to give up assets to just go ahead and start over Sam Darnold over anybody else that you had, including like a PJ Walker here. You're not having that conversation. Kimba's not coming in and taking real minutes away from LaMelo ball or taking real starts away from LaMelo. I think that's the difference in like the queen city reunions that we've discussed over the last year. And I'll, I'll say this to end nostalgia should be the luxury of the, the winners when you, when you embrace nostalgia and don't win anything, to me, that's just sad. I, I think I think you should save nostalgia for when you're actually winning something. And until you actually win something, and 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 something can be something is ill-defined. Something could be a playoff series. Something could be a play-in game. Mm-hmm. Until you, as an organization, prove that you can put a winning product on the floor, then I'm not here for you embracing nostalgia one bit. And I would encourage any fans. As much as you love Kimba, we can all love Kimba, but 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 resist the urge to embrace the nostalgia until this organization, Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak, mm. actually mm. put a winning product on the floor. Put some stank on it, Doug. Yeah, drink the water, hydrate after that fiery take. The dragon's breath. What? By the get way, some, get some coffee too. Yeah, by the way, go check out every Hornets box score where we live in Hornets nostalgia every single week and release a new episode um, on everyhornetsboxscore.com, Doug Substack. Well, so, well speaking of every Hornets <laughs> box score, this would be very retro Hornets. The, the Hornets organization <laughs> version 1.0 would do this quite often. They brought back Kendall Gill. They brought back J.R. Reed. And both of those, uh, neither of those really went as well as the Kemba Walker experience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but both of those, the differentiating piece there is that bringing back those players was not only a little bit of like, Hey, this player did a lot for us or part of, they were part of our organization. We're going to bring them back and have some good feelings off of it, but they were also winning 50 games. That's That's your number. I can't wait for your, like, I, I hope, 
I, I hope to God, Doug, I'm going to make it my priority to be your friend when you turn 50 years old, because <laughs> you're Violet. just going to have a you're going to have a banger, man. It's going to be the best 50th birthday of all time. That's your number. That's what you that's what you want to hit. And that's what you want to hit for the Charlotte Hornets. Half a hundo. Yeah, look, that's a great way to look at it. Um, <laughs> it's a great way to look at it. There is one way that the Hornets could absolutely, well, okay, get close to absolutely reaching 50 wins. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We got the confirmation in a report that the Charlotte Hornets have been looking at a possibility to go deal for Donovan Mitchell. We talk about that coming up next, Lockdown Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. And just that I showed any kind of vulnerability, well, you, yeah, you I just, think Nod is just going to jump You are the gazelle limping <laughs> through the African <laughs> safari. I'm in the mud. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in some sticky yeah, mud. You are the hippo stuck in the mud. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm about to just get destroyed by Nas or by Nod as <laughs> By Nas. By Nas. <laughs> He's going to come out with me a rap battle. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We'll get to the Donovan Mitchell report in just a moment, but we have to get to some of your comments on the fish puns that we had. So if you are just listening to this episode, you didn't catch the last one. One, go back and check it out Two, I have a new fish tank in the background. I upgraded from a five and a half gallon tank to a 30 gallon tank. It's hard to miss if you're watching this on YouTube. So we addressed it at the top of the show and then created a theme of fish puns, right? I used to have a fish, a beta fish named Kendall Gills. Doug put in a name recommendation, Michael Kidd Goldfish back in the day. And so this conversation is kind of resurrected. I, I don't think we've ever had as much fan engagement as far as that kind of question goes. We had a whole bunch of tweets putting in their fish puns. We had a whole bunch of comments on YouTube putting in the fish puns. And honestly, Doug, the audience outperformed us on this one. Maybe it's the early start time for us these days. We're trying to get on a new schedule. I, I don't know why, but they. I think I think it. it's the YouTube. I think it's the move to YouTube. We brought in a new audience. We and did. <laughs> we, you know, I think, and, and that's no, that's no shade to our old audience. They, they were great too, especially they when were. we did the. Yeah. We've done the. We've done the dog puns. We've done the, yeah. uh, the calorie spike. Uh, and they've always they've always delivered. But I think we just we injected some fresh blood into this situation and they uh they are coming through like gangbusters they are i will say twitter and youtube they destroyed us so i've got a list of my favorites i'm sorry for not giving the handles credit here but if you hear your your recommendation or your fish pun then you know feel good about yourself you deserve it all right here's a couple um here's a lot actually (laughs) troy daniels (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's good. Mar- well, how about Marvin? How about Marvin Eel? Or I do. I did it again. I did you it did again. it again. Melvin <laughs> Eli. I, I can't. This is funny because I keep doing uh, this. And most yeah. of the time it's off air. Uh, I, Melvin Eli is Melvin good. Eli. I keep yeah. calling him. Why do I do? Why do I keep doing it? It's a you're, mental block. You're the guy in the dunk contest that it's a sweet dunk, but you missed the first three attempts. Like, what do you want me to do? It's good. Melvin Eli is good, but you still get an eight. Um, Troy Daniels is also great. One that was constantly mentioned. Cody Marlin. Excellent. Oh, so good. That That's, might my, be your fa- favorite. that's my favorite. I love I'll give one. you my favorite. I'll still read some more, but <laughs> I laughed out loud when I read this man. I saw fish Smith. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) 
Fish Smith is so good. Oh, congrats to you who had to put that in. Also, Corey Martin. I have some Corey Catfish in there. I couldn't think of it. Corey Martin, solid. <laughs> Corey, the, but the thing about Corey Martin is that it does sound like an actual it, name. Like it's yeah. just, it sounds like the third, the, the like, brother okay. did. The, mm-hmm. It was they were actually triplets, and and he just went on to be an IT. Yeah. Um, yeah. If 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 Cody, if yeah, if Cody and Kayla Martin are ever running on the beach, I, I feel like they could be running and then meeting their Corey Martin triplet long lost brother out there. Uh, the, and the stupid, so stupid that it's hilarious categ- uh, category, which are some of my favorite ones. Kimba Water. <laughs> it's so and also, so Kemba Water, and also, um, also, <laughs> Kelpie Ubre. <laughs> I, mm, mm, I don't. I love it. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I can't help it. Um, last few here. Jeremy Finn, very good. Lamino Ball, excellent. Oh, that's great. Mason Chumley, also very good. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordfin. Um, okay. Okay, and then the last one, here's a nickname, nickname fish puns, and it's by the same person that wrote this in, Tsunami Mahi or, or Grandma Mahi. I, that's, that's such a good one. <laughs> the, last one I, the last one might be my favorite. I, I go Grandma Mahi and Fish Smith. Those are my favorite. Also, Adam Hicks, who is the older brother of one of my best friends. Shout out to Adam Hicks, huge uh, Hornets fan. If you don't name a fish Shark Williams, then what are we actually doing here? I don't know. I do, what are we doing? I, I need, I need to get... Right. You're right. That's your recommendation. I will get a fish, and we will name him Shark Williams. All right, okay. let's move on. Let's get to the other Shams report here, Doug. Donovan Mitchell rumors, they're ramping up for really a lot of different NBA teams. I, I read this report. We recorded the show, and as usual, this news uh, this news came in right after we got done I'm going to do the yesterday. quotations on this one. It's not, I mean, it's, it's okay. uh, this is not, you know, this wasn't a huge bombshell. Uh, this is This is the... This is Shams and Woj really not wanting to let people go. Just let people take their vacation. Let people enjoy the rest of their August. Why do you have to just keep your claws into people? Well, I mean, you you did say this too at the time. Like what I was going to say is I read the news to you and you said, okay, so everybody is going after Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Every NBA team. Breaking yeah, news. news. Every team would like to have a talent like Donovan Mitchell on their team. Yeah, there's a lot. So the teams that were reported, the the two contenders, especially with Donovan on their team, it's Toronto and Miami. So those are probably going to be the most talked about franchises. But, you know, Atlanta is also mentioned there, and this is post-DeJounte Murray trade. So this is after they gave up three first-rounders and a pick swap for DeJounte in what would be a weird backcourt trio, like the big three being very little in Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, and DeJounte Murray. A very odd fit, but would be interesting. Um, Sacramento, of course, they're looking to get their star alongside a uh, DeMontis Sabonis. I don't know if a De'Aaron Fox would be in that deal. Who knows how they would get that done. Washington, and yes, Charlotte, right? So we had talked about this making sense. Of course, the Hornets would look into Donovan Mitchell, but this kind of confirms their interest that there's an actual report out there. You know, Doug, oftentimes we get to these things and we try to come up with fake trades. It's so hard to do with the Hornets, especially with Miles Bridges facing prison time and also Mm -hmm. like PJ Washington becoming that more valuable, Mm -hmm. you know, 
the first round picks you one of the first round picks is actually you know what they traded to san antonio right so there's one first round pick that was traded to new york to go get kai jones new york then traded that to atlanta in a cam reddish trade and then atlanta traded that to the spurs so that pick is going all across the nba and because of that the charlotte hornets can't trade it so it's not like they have you know, they are limited in one first round pick that they can trade like doug i I don't I, I guess three first round picks, Terry and Gordon and PJ, like you have to do the mat, the sal, uh, matching salary thing, too. It, it's kind of tough for me to get there. I, what, what do you think for Charlotte? Well, I think the the real bite is going to be the number of draft picks that they will have to sacrifice. Uh, could you know, in, in terms of picks and pick swaps, I mean, it's going to devastate their ability in the future to upgrade this team via the draft. Um, but if you're someone that that just wants to win now and, and wants them to add talent, then it would make a lot of sense. And and you could also be someone that thinks, all right, yeah, you're going to trade a lot of picks. And if it if it all doesn't work out or, or at the point that it starts to not work out, there are ways for teams to acquire more first round picks. We've seen that. I mean, the Hornets have, have dealt all kinds of first round and second round picks over the course of the past two years. If you have an organization that has some contacts with the league and good relationships, there are ways to manufacture draft picks, even if you don't own your own. Um, so if they have an opportunity to go out and get a talent like Mitchell, I think it would behoove them uh, to to put as much talent around LaMelo Ball and make it all make sense. I mean, that's the coaching staff's job. Get the players in. Give. I, I would love to see them give, uh, give Steve Clifford some talent for once. Um, I, I think this would be a good move for the organization overall. But then there's this question of, can they actually get it done? Is it, are the Hornets a serious contender for this? I have some question marks about that. I think I also have some question marks about the this report in general. You know, you mentioned the Atlanta thing with Dejounte Murray. Like, I don't know how old are these? How old are these talks? I mean, that's the, you know that's what Wendy uh, Windhorse is coming up with now for the Durant. You know, Boston. Uh, situation mm -hmm. like how old are these discussions where are they currently at present and I think this report to me suggests that a lot of these talks have gone to sleep and maybe like you and your fish the uh the regime there in in Utah which by the way <laughs> involves a name that's very familiar to Hornets fans and and trade talks in general that's Danny Ainge and not in not in a positive way he was, of course, the the person that you know floated out the the Godfather, the quote Godfather deal that that may or may not have been in place around the Frank Kaminsky pick. Um, but you know, I, it could be like you and your fish. You know, the organization there in Utah trying to put some fish food out and get all the little fishies coming back up. Oh yeah, you know Charlotte and, mm -hmm. and Atlanta and and all of these teams really want Donovan. So uh, bring your best offers. I think that's probably what's going on here. The more you hear Charlotte's name discussed as a serious contender i think the least like the the less likely it is to happen i think if it happens it's going to just be a shocker all of a sudden woge or shams come out and say all right deal's done well if you want to win your 50 games with donovan mitchell you know donovan lamello maybe that's just enough to get it done you know barring an injury which is possible because it's the nba yeah, stay and healthy. athletics yeah so if those guys can stay healthy maybe you think it's that good go ahead doug yeah well but speaking of health you know, we we went through that whole discussion about the rotation Sands Miles Bridges yesterday and the minutes projections, and we talked very deeply about the rotation. But the one thing that we didn't say is that like how tenuous this rotation really is. 
one or two it well i mean an injury to Lamelo ball and it's all over but an injury a significant injury to gordon which is not anywhere outside of the realm of of possibility because you know uh, gordon hayward has a history of injury but but a significant injury to uh, Gordon or an insignificant one that keeps him out 20, 25 games would be devastating to this rotation because of how tenuous it is. This is, I, I don't consider this team um, very deep unless some of these young players come in and just completely shock me with their development over the past season. So bringing in Donovan would help that situation. You are infusing talent into a team that is short on talent. Yeah, it's true. In, in one injury situation, you get to keep four or five first round picks. In one injury situation, you're dead. So, you know, like it's, well, it's a big deal. Well, and, and you know, like, but to your point, like I get it, Doug. I, I, I'm i absolutely doing the fence sitting thing here with this Donovan Mitchell stuff. The dude's awesome. Okay. You're giving up a ton to go after. Like that's, that's what you're going in on, right? Like p- part of my problem here is, yeah, I, I want to win too, but is this the guy to go ahead and use all of your first round picks or really the good. NBA. I mean, he's really, 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 really good. Yeah, but, but mean, the I, NBA being the association that it is, there's going to be a, a few more big time players that are going to be on the market within the next six months, maybe, because the, the NBA is crazy at this whole moving thing. And if Donovan Mitchell is that guy, Doug, I let, let's say they do win 50 games, which is well within reach with those two guys. Maybe you make the right moves rotation, you know, player wise also. OK, fine. Would you be happy with a 50 win regular season and then a first round playoff exit? Or would you be angry at that despite, you know, getting the 50 wins? Because, I mean, it, it's happened in Utah, you know? Yeah, 4 0 play, playoff exit. Yeah, I think then something has, has gone pretty terrible. Or even 4 2. Like, I, I'm not even talking about getting swept. I'm just talking about getting bounced before you get to the second round. It would be step one. It would be step one as part of a process because, again, um, it, it's not as if Donovan is on a one year deal and then you've got to refigure it out. Like, he's on an extended deal. So it would be step. Yeah, I'd be happy with getting to the playoffs. <laughs> I'd be happy with being competitive in a first round series. Absolutely. And then understanding that it was step one in a process where LaMelo is going to continue to get better better where some of your other young players are going to continue to get better the last thing i'll say is that the people that want to hang on to the you know draft picks is like what good are the draft picks if the organization making the draft picks aren't committed to i mean you 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 struck it you struck it rich with Lamelo ball if the organization isn't committed to putting the best players around those players when they actually hit on the draft then what good are any draft picks? Give them a thousand draft picks. Doesn't matter. I mean, no, but you can't, you can't just give up five. Like, because that, that's the whole process, right? It's so easy to just go win 50 games if you want to. That's what this is. Well, no, it's so easy though. Like anybody could just say, all right, you know, let's go put together a 50 win team. You know, let's go trade all of our draft picks. Let's trade all of our young talent and keep this one star. And then, you know, go after, go, I, I, at least it's easy to go get another star like you know but teams have to be reluctant to give up their future first because you can like you can get a nice player for two first and then two other first you know like there there are other ways to do this than just going after donovan and then still ending up like the utah jazz who also had your 50 win center and still are getting bounced in the first round right like this is the tough part about all of this look i i think it would be okay if donovan ended up on this team i like there is certainly a lot of stuff to like no doubt about it there's also the 
the big risk that come with it. And we'll see if the Charlotte Hornets, if they actually do this thing, as reported by Sham, saying at least they're interested, along with every NBA team. All right, that'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Again, check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Also, check out Lockdown NBA and make it your second listen. It's your 30-minute daily update, everything going around in the association. It's a lot these days, this crazy offseason. We'll be back with you tomorrow.